Welcome. I am your pastor, Pastor Omar Ellison with Salt and Light Covenant Church. Open up your hearts as we enter in to hear a word from the Lord. Kingdom means this simply a spiritual realm over which God reigns. Our God being Jesus Christ. So we really could say a spiritual realm over which Jesus reigns as king. Or the fulfillment on earth of Jesus' will here on earth. Another way of saying that is the governing influence, rather, of heaven on earth. As it is in heaven, so be it here in the earth. We want his will to be done in the earth. And the only way for his will to be done here on the earth is through us. Amen. And this is what we've been dealing on and understanding in a greater way about a kingdom, understanding that we are connected to a kingdom. We have access to a kingdom. Last Sunday, we talked about real key about entering into this kingdom. And how do we enter in? We touched about uh, uh, water baptism, right? He said he wants to enter in. How can it be a part of it to enter into this kingdom? He said you have to be born again, right? Then we also touched on it. They were, they was arguing back and forth about who was the greatest in the kingdom. Remember we touched on that? And he talked about you have to be converted as a child. You have to be as a child to be able to enter in to this kingdom that we're talking about. So you have to convert yourself. And then we say, well, automatically you think, well, well a child. Well, now I got to act like a child. But then he clarified it for us. And we went out of First uh, Corinthians, the 14th chapter, 20th verse. Remember that? He said, he said, you have to be like a, not like a child in understanding, be like a man. He said, but when it comes to evil things or malice, he said, be like a child. Don't even think about it. Don't even consider those things, right? <laughs> and we touched on things, how children act, which is real key, real keen on the things that kids do, how children act, laugh, dance, right? Don't have hidden motives. Y'all follow me? They don't worry. We touched on those things. Amen. But we're going to, we're going to dive in even the more understanding the kingdom. So, Real quick, let's just jump off into our one of our springboard scriptures. If you would, go with me to Matthew. Matthew 6 chapter. When you get to that 6 chapter, just skip all the way over with me. If you would. Amen. Right there in that 31st verse, we're going to read on down to the 33rd. Matthew 6 and 31 says, therefore, take no thought. Amen. Don't you worry about what do we not to worry about? What's it saying? What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or whether shall we be clothed? Don't think about these things. Don't worry about these things. This is what he's talking about, right? For all these things, for after all these things do the Gentiles, the Gentiles, the other nations, the world seeks. For your heavenly Father, our Father, knoweth you have need of all these things. He is well aware that you have of your needs, is really what it's saying. So your needs, your Father is already well aware of. Not only is he already well aware of your needs, he's already made provision for your needs. Now, the one that gets us a lot of times is that you don't see the provisions, but the provisions have been made. Because when he said it is finished on that cross, he meant what he said. He said it is finished. That means it is finished for your uh, provision. It is finished for your redemption. It is finished when it comes to your righteousness. It is finished when it comes to you being delivered. 
It is finished when it comes to your healing. It is finished. Everything that you think you need in this life has already been preordained from the very foundations of the earth by way of our Lord and Savior, eldest brother, Jesus Christ. Everything you need is already done. It's done. Right? Are y'all with me on this? Right? So this is why he's saying, don't you worry about it. Don't you worry about where your meals are coming from, where your shelter is coming from, what you're driving, how you're dressing. He said, don't you worry about your bank account. Don't you worry about what it looks like and what others around you are having. It seems like other people who, ain't, who are not serving me are advancing. He said, don't you worry about any of that. Folks are saying, you got to get you another job to get that. Don't you worry about any of that. He said, because that's the things that they're seeking after. Then he says this to us, but, 33rd verse, seek Seek, look, learn, explore, dive into, pursue, desire, consider, get an understanding. That's what he's talking about, seek, right? Watch this. First, you first, you, you. He's talking directly to you. This is individual now. He's talking directly to me. He's talking directly to you. He's saying, I need you to pursue. I need you to have a desire. I need you to seek first, first, first is priority above all others, above everything, no matter what it looks like. He said he wants your mind to stay focused on, watch this first, look what it says, the kingdom of God. He said, I want you to consider me first. Think on me first. Regardless of what you're faced with, the first thing I need you to be thinking about is me. What do what do I have to say about it? How do I see it? What am I saying? He's saying, seek me first, the kingdom of God. Now watch this. Now look at the next part. And his righteousness. We touched on that last Sunday. His righteousness is what? Just staying in alignment. Align with his constitution. Align with his word. See, the enemy wants you to get out of alignment with his word because the enemy knows if you're out of alignment, then you can't receive the last part of the scripture. See, it, see what we're all working for to get to this last part of the scripture. But he's saying for you to get the promise of this scripture. I mean, when you think about it, this is an awesome promise that he's giving us. This, this one scripture right here is an amazing promise that he has given all his believers, all those that, that have accepted him. Look at the promise that he's given us. He's saying, if you keep me first, if you seek after my kingdom first, and then you stay in alignment with my righteousness, my right standing, which Jesus Christ has paid for already, our righteousness, right? So he's saying, all I need you to do is stay in line with the righteousness, understanding all other words that mean my constitution, my word. Now watch this. Look at that last part. He said, and all these things shall be what? Added. Added. Another way we can say it is gifted unto you. And this is the life of a believer. A believer's life is, is simply this addition. When you add to something, that means it's what? Growing. That means it's evolving. That means it's advancing. When you add to something. If there is no adding going on in a life of a believer, that means that they're seeking the wrong things. Or in other words, something else has their attention. Something else has their focus. 
Because in the life of a believer should only be addition, never subtraction. Should only be multiplication, never division. Are y'all following me on this? And this is what he's saying. He, he's making this so simple for us as believers. You know, the more I meditate on this, the more I look at this, the more I understand this in a greater way. I'm, I'm saying this is, is too, this is too good to be true, y'all. That all I have to do is keep my mind on the kingdom. Go after the kingdom. Stay in alignment with the righteousness that has been gifted to us by Jesus Christ. And he has promised me he will just add to my life. It's got to be more to it. That's too easy. That's too simple. And see, that's what Satan does. He says what? No, it's got to be it's more to that. No, no, you got to do a little more. You got to add a little more. You got to work a little more. It's a little harder than what it seems. And I'm only to go off of what his word says. He says, seek me. Seek ye first my kingdom. Understand that you're in right standing with him by Jesus Christ. Stay in alignment. And then everything else in your life is just a gift from the king. Oh gosh, I got to catch this. Y'all got to catch this. Everything else that happens in your life when you do these two steps is just a gift. The promotion is a gift from the king. The marriage is a gift from the king. The kids are a gift from the king. The houses, the vehicles that you are all gifts. The advancement in your finances are all gifts from the king of the kingdom that we have access to. Is this making sense to you? And this is, this is, it makes it so easy for us. Right? So then, as I'm studying this, I'm looking over scriptures. I'm talking to the Lord. I'm rolling my tongues. Which y'all know this is the month of us rolling our tongues, right? We've been rolling our tongues every day. We're rolling our tongues. In the process of you rolling your tongues, there should be some communication. There be, should be some things he is saying to you personally, right? There should be some things he should be talking to you about. In the process of me rolling my tongues this week, he starts talking to me about lifestyles. And the lifestyles of his people. And he say, he say, it's the lifestyle, son. He say, my people, their lifestyle has to, he said, they have to buy into what, what is being taught. He said, if they don't buy in and make it a lifestyle, this thing we're talking about, about the kingdom, this ain't just a, a, a every so often when we feel like it type thing, right? This thing about the kingdom has to become a lifestyle. This, this ain't a 21 day fast. This ain't a Daniel fast type thing here we're talking about. You know, the Daniel fast, you do that 21 days and then most people go back to their normal lives. But he's saying, no, this is what we're talking about now. This kingdom living, this kingdom life, this having access to the kingdom, the having the benefits of the kingdom. He say, this is a lifestyle. And he say, many of my people aren't seeing the benefits of the kingdom because of the lifestyle. They're going back and forth. They in and then they out. They do the God thing and then they do their thing. And he's saying, that is why you see a lot of those that are in the body aren't having the access and the benefits of a kingdom. He said, because of a lifestyle. It's our lifestyle. 
And see, when he starts talking about lifestyle, that's all individually. Are y'all with me on this? That's an individual check. That's for you to individually look at your own lifestyle and say, okay, hold on. Let me analyze my life. Let me check my life out. Let me see, am I really seeking first the Father? Or am I doing it my way? Am I really aligning myself up with his righteousness? Or am I allowing things to pull me away? Am I allowing people and situations to pull me out of my... Am I allowing circumstances to get me out of character? Are are y'all with me on this? This is what he's talking about. He's saying, and see, what happens is with the wrong lifestyle and then you're in Christ, what you do is, is unknowingly, for some people, claim independence from a kingdom. You're not independent, claiming your independence from this kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God that we're talking about. And when you claim independence, you take it all upon yourself to figure out. You know what? When he started talking about this stuff, I went and looked up independence. Independence means this. It means the state of wanting or being able to do things for yourself. And make your own decisions without help, catch it, or influence from others. That's what independence is. And he said, This is what my people are doing because of the lifestyle. They have claimed independence, they've cut themselves off from me, and now they put the, the, the power in their hand, and it's up to them now. They make their own decisions. And most of us in the body now are making decisions on how we feel and what we think. And we have no influence now of the king. We're not seeking the kingdom, so we're not seeking to see what he thinks about it, how he feels about it. What direction should I go? No, we're doing it ourselves. And then for some of us, we've mastered so so we've been doing it so long, we've mastered and said, God told me. <laughs> oh God, Jesus. God told me. I felt the Lord. No, you ain't, that was you. The whole time it was you. God was nowhere in that. He said, I was nowhere in that. That was them. That was their desire. That was their heart. And now he said, look, <clears throat> he'll let you have whatever, however you feel, he'll let you have it. But because we haven't really bought in to this seeking first the kingdom and have not made it a personal decision to say, you know what? I'm going to do this. And I don't care if nobody else around me does it. I don't care if my spouse doesn't do it. I don't care if my kids don't get it. I don't care if nobody else around me gets it. I personally am going to go after this kingdom. I'm going to stay in alignment and I'm not going to let anybody move me out of alignment with him. And I'm going to let him do what he wants to do with my life, which is add. But this has to become a lifestyle and we have to get away from independency. I started looking that thing up. You know, the United States in the 1700s claimed independency. They claimed independency from, uh, from the kingdom of England. They wanted to do it themselves, make to do their own rules, have their own set up. Claim independency. And now here we are in the body claiming independency individually. Because of the lifestyle. The lifestyle. It's your lifestyle. What rules the way that you live? Your thinking. It's the way you think. 
And because we haven't allowed this word to renovate our minds and change and rebuild in our minds, what we've done, we've submerged stuff. And there's certain things we won't let God touch because it's, we, didn't, we didn't submerge it so deep. He can't even get to it because we didn't block it off so. He can't even get down in and break up that file again. He want to change you to a person you don't even recognize. You don't even recognize you. That's, that's what he He don't want you to know you as you are today. He, he want to change you into somebody totally different because you are. But it all starts with you buying in to this thing we call the kingdom of God. Making the decision to seek first only, say only, only, only his kingdom. Not your bills, not, not what's going on in your body, not even, not even your own self. He don't even want you considering your own self. Yeah, the pain is there. Yeah, that hurt. Yeah, you got the report. And he told us, consider it not. Hmm. Why? Because he's saying the more you consider it, the more it shows you really don't trust me. We're considering everything else. And the more you consider everything else, it shows you say you trust me, but you don't. Will you trust me? We get in here, what? Yes, Lord, I trust you. No, you don't. No, you don't. The Father looking at you. He see your heart. He know you ain't trusting him. That's just words. But he know the situations. He know the decisions you made. He know how you went about it. He know the conversations you're having in private. And he know you're not trusting Ain't no trust there. But we say we trust him. What a roll back to your lifestyle. See, remember we talked about a citizen and being a part of this kingdom, right? And he said, look, as a citizen, we have to adapt to what? The culture of this kingdom. Because this kingdom that we're talking about has a culture, right? But then he also said, along with the culture, you have to adapt the behavior of a kingdom, which adapting the behavior of a kingdom means you're going to take on the lifestyle of a kingdom. And when you take on the lifestyle of a kingdom, that's going to change how you've been operating. Now you are, you are of a royal blood now. Now the way that you see things are totally different. The things that you used to be a part of, you have to let it go. That's why he said you got to die to yourself. If you don't ever die to yourself, ain't no fruit going to ever be producing like he wants it to. Don't mean you won't get no crumbs. He'll let you you'll have the crumbs and some of us is living off crumbs in our lives. And think it's God really moving. This, the whole time it's crumbs. And what he really want to do, he can't do. Because of the lifestyles. And you have claimed independency wanting or being able to do things for yourself making your own decisions ain't even inquiring on what does the king say about this things happen with your kids what does the king say something happened in your marriage what does the king say something going on in your job what does the king say something going on in your body king what are you saying we are to approach the king on every situation but if you claim independency from this kingdom that he is telling us to seek after, he will let you have it your way and still love you right there. Even though the decision is wrong, 
but he will love you right there because that's what he is, love. And he won't force anything on you, won't more for you, but he'll only go as far as you will. And today he's saying, stop claiming independence from this kingdom. The kingdom is available. It's going to handle everything for you. All you have to do is buy in and make the decision to make it your lifestyle. Adapt to the cultures. That's what citizens do. The cultures and the behavior lifestyle of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. So if that means we need to make some changes, let the changes start today. Are y'all following me on this? Let the changes start today. You know you. You know how you are. You know how you think. You know what you say. You know the conversations you have in private. You know you. You know if it's right or wrong. You know if it's good or bad. You know your thoughts. You know what you do. Check yourself. Mm. <laughs> are are y'all with me on this? Hallelujah. Amen. This is a check yourself moment. Because what he's wanting to do in each and everyone's life is to show himself mightily through your lives. See, this thing we're talking about is invisible. But he wants to manifest this invisible kingdom through us here on the earth. So people can see that this ain't no fairy tale. So things you go through, he can manifest his glory. He can show himself mightily and they can say, how that? What that? Who that? And you now can say what? I'm a part of a kingdom. This is the kingdom. Are y'all with me on this? Now, when you start talking about kingdoms, when you get a good understanding about a kingdom, there are the two things that come strong against a kingdom. The first one we talked about, independency. Claiming independency. Because when you claim independency, that means you're going to do it yourself. You're going to figure it out. When a city or a country claims independency and they get independency from that that was ruling over, now everything is in your hands. So you got to figure out your business. You got to figure out, they got to figure out how the roads going to get paid. How you got, I mean, you got to do everything. That's why when you go certain places, the roads is all jacked up. And you're like, why won't they fix these roads? Why? Because they have claimed independency. They got to come up with the funds. They got to come up with the money. They got to figure it out. They got to figure out the taxes. They got to figure out the health stuff. They got to figure out where they're going to put buildings. They got to figure out how they're going to do the schools, how they're going to fund the schools. We got to get all of that now is put on them. And what he's saying for us, if you seek the kingdom, the kingdom had already figured all that out for y'all. He said, I got all that for y'all. He said, don't be like them trying to figure stuff out. He said, I've already figured it out for you. All I need you to do is seek the kingdom and stay in alignment. Seek the kingdom, stay in alignment. Seek the kingdom, stay in alignment. And if you do that, if you make the decision to do that, he said, I'm going to add. You don't have to question it. You don't have to think, is it going to happen? I'm going to add all of these things to your life. But we have to stop claiming independence. It cannot be your way in the kingdom. It's not have it your way in the kingdom. It's have it his way. Even we seen Jesus, Jesus in the garden. He prayed, but eventually he came to a place and said what? Lord, not my will. 
your will be done. And when he got there, all of a sudden, here they come. Here them, here they come. Here up until the end, the hand showed up. Then all of a sudden, here come the here come the soldiers. When he said, Your will, he said, Thank you. Now here they go. Boom, here it comes. It started. It went, there. it went into motion. Now everything is going into motion. Everything is being fulfilled. Now, why? Because, mm, hallelujah. Because he made the decision to stay in alignment. Oh, God. And see, sometimes being in alignment don't feel good. Sometimes being in alignment don't make sense. Sometimes being in alignment, they're going to lie on you. Sometimes being in alignment, they're going to stab you in the back. Sometimes being in alignment, they're going to dig the, the holes for you to fall in. Yeah, they're going to they gonna be malicious what's going to happen to you in alignment. But he told us already. He said, don't you worry about it because they did it to me first. So you think they're not going to do it to you and you want to mind? They did it to me first. You're a part of my kingdom. You think they ain't going to lie on you? You think they ain't going to stab you in the back? You think they ain't going to have motive when they're talking about you? You think that's not going to happen to you? He said, they did it to me first. Just let the father have his will. And if that situation is whipping you, let him have his will. If that situation gets tight, let him have his will. Come, how, how are diamonds made? How do they make diamonds? I'm not talking about that mess and that stuff that they make in the lab now, because you know they make diamonds in the lab now, but then we don't even count them as real. We 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 talking about real diamonds, pressure. There's a pressure that goes on when they make diamonds. How do they make olive oil? They just make olive oil, they put it in the bottom. No, 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 no. There's a crushing. There's a pressure that goes there to get that that oil. And that's what he's saying. He's saying, Y'all, y'all so busy not wanting to be crushed, not wanting the pressure. And he said, that right, that pressure sometimes is causing you to waver when it comes to a lifestyle. And he said, look, I need you to stand right there. Stop complaining about the pressure. Stop complaining and getting tight. Stop complaining about all the things that you're seeing. He said, and keep your eyes on the kingdom. Because all of that is slowly trying to direct you to doing what? Claiming independency. And when you do that, you have it. And you're going to get your results, not the kingdom. This makes sense. Are y'all catching this? He's adding up. All right. So independency is an enemy of the kingdom. Release it. If you've been, analyze yourself. If you claim independency in some areas, say, oh, hold on. He's talking directly to me. Mm -mm. No more today. I renounce independency in my life right now in Jesus' name in every area. Lord, let your will be done in my life from this day forth. I renounce it. Remember she was talking about renouncing stuff? Well, you have to renounce independency. And see, this, the, world, the world has taught us this. We, we, were, we were birthed into this. You know, you got you to gotta get it. You got to go get it. You got to work. You got to get it. You got to work. If you don't work, you don't eat. If you don't get out there and get it, you don't be dependent on no person. You don't be dependent on nobody to give you anything. That go for women and men. Man, you better get out there and get it. If you don't eat, if you don't work, you ain't eat nothing. You better work. Women, don't you be dependent on nobody. You better get out there and get it. And see, this is what the world has taught us. And we brought up in a culture of you getting it yourself. So you've been trained to be independent. And now here you are in a kingdom and the king is telling you 
your first priority to be a part of my kingdom is to seek me first. What is he saying? Be dependent upon me. And now your mind, without it being renovated, whoo, that's a task. It's very challenging. Because all my life I had to fight. Right? And then you get over here and you ain't got to fight no more. You get over here and everything is already made available for you. But he said you got to believe and align your life up with what my word is saying and relinquish how you used to do, how you used to deal, how you used to operate. <clears throat> Check what you're listening to now. Check how you're communicating now. Check all of those things. He said, you're going to have to die to yourself. You got to pick up your cross daily now. And this is what he's saying. And he's saying, what? To be a part of my kingdom, I want you dependent on me 100%. I don't need your 50%. I don't need you 60%. I want you dependent on me 100%, which means as him being our king, he wants you to run everything by him. Now, I've heard preachers say, he's a God. You ain't got to run everything by him. But a king and I'm a part of his kingdom I have made the decision I'm running everything by him Lord Father King what are you saying what are we doing here because I've relinquished my rights I don't have it anymore the only catch it catch it the only right you have right now is to be a son and a daughter of the king that's your right that's your right you don't have a right to pop off them. You don't have a right to get folks right. You don't have a right to give people a piece of your mind. You don't have the right to be angry at anybody. <laughs> they just say, they just said, uh uh, you don't have that right. You don't, we don't reserve the right to be mad at anybody. We don't reserve the right to hold grudges. We don't have that right. But now, if you have that right, then now what you've done is claim what? Independency and have it your way. You figure it out then. Since you want that, you figure it out. Look at y'all. I, I don't want that. Mm -mm. What? He said, What? Don't be angry at nobody. Guess what? I ain't being angry at nobody. He said, Forgive them. Regardless of what they did, guess what I'm doing? I'm forgiving them all. I'm forgiving, I don't care what you did to me. You can do it to me right now. I can kill this. I'm going to love you. I'm going to do it his way. Oh, God. Come on, y'all. We're going to do it his way. Amen. We're going to do it his way. We're going to do it his way. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. Y'all looking at me with the blank faces like, Jesus, I must be hitting some nerves out there. Hallelujah. But come on down the road. He ain't doing it but just trying to align us up. That's it. He doesn't want us to continue to claim independency because he's saying the culture that you've been brought up under has trained you to do that. And he's saying, look, I'm trying to get you solely dependent on me. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he said, I'm going to add everything to your life. And I want more for you than you want for you. What I'm going to add is way better than what you're looking for. Oh, God, are y'all catching this? Right? So independency is what? An enemy of the kingdom. Now guess what the next one is? <laughs> and this is a lot of us in the body. Not only in the world, but in the body. Ownership. Ownership. 
You know what ownership is? The act or right of possessing something. Ownership is another enemy to the kingdom. Because when you're a part of the kingdom <laughs> and you're under a king, everything given to you is really the resource of the king. So you own nothing. Matter of fact, just say that. I own nothing. It all belongs to the king. You own nothing in the kingdom. Your car belongs to the king. That apartment that you hooked up that looked real nice, that house that you hooked up, got all that nice stuff in it, guess what? That ain't yours. That all belongs to the king. Them shoes, them shoes that you really like, oh, the, the pretty ones, the purple ones, yeah, them, them belong to the king. All your clothes belong to the king. Everything you have belongs to the king. But now, if it's yours, it belongs to you. And guess what? It's your job to maintain it. And then guess what? If it's yours, it can be stolen. If it's his, it can't be stolen. Oh, y'all better catch this one right here. If, if they steal it and it's mine, guess what? They stole it. But if they take it and it's his, they ain't steal it from me. Do you know if we were to buy in in the body about ownership and understanding that everything is his in a greater way, where does that leave room for crime? Where does that leave room for crime then if everything belonged to him? How somebody going to ever get over on you if it's him it belongs to? How somebody ever going to take from you if it's his that it belongs to? See, when somebody supposedly gets over on you, it's not you. Oh, God, Jesus, y'all got to get this. Y'all got to get this. I see it ain't clicking with everybody. But see, this is, this is the kind of stuff I'm at the house meditating on. I was talking to somebody on the phone the other day. And, and they was talking about a situation that was going on at the house. And they was like, well, well, man, how that, how you going, well, what about that part where he posted? And what about him? And he just going, what you going to say about what this over here? And what about that over here? And I say, hey, 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 listen, listen. It ain't mine. And when I said that, it toned them down. I said, it don't belong to me. I said, that belongs to the king. So whatever he do to me concerning that, it ain't done to me. It's done to my king. So I pray mercy. If he gets over on me, I pray mercy. If he lies to me about something, I pray mercy. If he shorthands me on something, I pray mercy because it's not me he's doing it to. Oh, God, y'all got to get this. This will free y'all. If y'all get this, this will free y'all. It's not me he's doing it to. It's the king. I own nothing. My hands are off it. Now, if I'm dealing and he tell me to deal in the area, I deal there. But if he don't make me privy of it, that's between him. Y'all see how this works? Because what? I claim no ownership of nothing. My finances don't belong to me. My car don't belong to me. 
My family don't belong to me. It's folks a it's folks will go to jail behind their kids. <laughs> you start talking about kids, it get touchy. Oh God. But when you start to buy in and understanding, they don't belong to me. They're my father. King, what are we doing? Something going on with your kids at the school? The teacher did something wrong? The teacher, the teacher touched them or whatever the case may be? King, what are we doing? I'm not moving until you tell me what we're doing. See, that's seeking first. The kingdom, that's staying in alignment. That's not looking at a situation. That's my child. You ain't going to be touching my child. You ain't going to be talking to my child any kind of way. Guess what you just did? Claim what? Independency. You figure it out. You ain't, you ain't come to me first. Independency and ownership are some of the biggest enemies of the kingdom. And he's saying, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. And he's going to add everything. Now, let me show you an example of this. Let me show you an example of this. Watch this. Go with me to Matthew. We're in Matthew already. Amen. Hey, man, watch this. Watch this. Go with me to Matthew. We'll go right to the 18 real quick. Let me show you this real quick again. Matthew 18. Remember, this is the one where they were saying, who is the greatest? But I want to I show you this real quick. Third verse, it says, Verily I say unto you, catch it, except ye be converted or changed, converted or changed, and become as a little little children, catch what? You shall not, look at it now, enter, enter. Remember we found out what entering means? Enter doesn't mean actually going in, like you entered into here, right, to have, to have service. He's talking about enter in by having what? Access to experience, right? Another one is to, to pursue after. Right. What do you enter in? You're entering, you're going after what? Understanding that I'm a citizen. And then be me being a citizen, I now adapt the behavior of a citizen of the kingdom of God. I now adapt the culture of a citizen of the kingdom of God. And I now change the way that I used to operate. Now, now but why? Because I'm no longer my own. And he's saying here, you have to be like a child to be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God are somewhat similar, but they are different. The kingdom of heaven is an actual place, just like Florida. The state of Florida is an actual place. The kingdom of heaven is an actual place. It is as real. Matter of fact, Florida was created from the kingdom of heaven. And this is what he's saying. For you to be able to enter into this place, he said, you have to be changed and you're thinking converted like a little child. You have to accept what the father says and not question it. Because that's what children, children say, you tell a child they go going to Walt Disney World, they, 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 they what? They are expecting to go to Walt Disney World. And if you tell them you're taking them to Walt Disney World, take them. If you have to borrow money from somebody. <laughs> Don't tell a child you're going to do something you don't do it. Because what you do is you'll train them that they can't take you at your word. Oh, God, that's a whole nother. All right. Hallelujah. Are y'all with me on this? But he said, look, for you to be able to enter in, guess what? You got to be converted. Look at that first verse, fourth verse. Whosoever therefore shall catch it, humble, humble himself as a little child. Accept these things like a little child. The same is greater in the kingdom of heaven you want to be great accept the things that you're hearing about the kingdom like a child don't question it just say you know what your will i'm gonna line up i'm gonna i'm gonna check myself i'm gonna get things in order just like a little child now y'all with me on this catch this next one go with me to the 19th verse 
Matthew 19. Now, this one right here is about the young rich ruler, right? 16 verse, and behold, one came and said unto him, good master, what good things shall I do that I may have, catch it, eternal life? What good things must I do that I may have, catch it, catch what he said, eternal life, eternal life. Now, we know what eternal life, life eternal is. We understand what that is now. We also know that eternal life, life eternal starts where? Here. Life eternal starts right here. Here, right? Eternal life. Uh, um, John 17 tells us what it is. It's knowing the true God and the one that he sent. But that starts here. Getting to know him starts right here. And here he is, this young rich ruler, saying, look, good master, what, what, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, catch it. Why callest thou me good? There is none good but what? But one. That is God. But if thou will enter, catch it, enter into what? Life. That means you're entering into another life. Your life now has, has been done away with. You are now entering into another life, which means your lifestyle changes. See, this is what, see, this is all lying in it when he talked about the lifestyle, which means your life that you, how you used to operate, you don't operate like that no more. My lifestyle changes now. I'm entering into another life. Watch this. He said, thou, he said, when you entering in to another life, <laughs> keep the commandments. He said unto him, which ones? Which, which? Jesus said, of course, thou shalt not murder. He read off the Ten Commandments. Now, we got to understand that this guy was a Jew. The Jews, they grow up as a child keeping the commandments. They keep them to the T. They know the rules. They know the ordinances. They know how, how to wash this. They know all of these things. They, are, they grow up understanding this as a child. And here is a rich Young ruler, and look what he said. Which ones do I have to do? And he started calling them off. Watch this: No murder, don't no adultery, don't you steal, don't bear false witness, honor your father, mother, love your neighbor as yourself. Look what the young man said. Oh, he thought he had him. Oh, oh, that's it. This this is what I need to. Oh, hold on. He said, look, look. He said, all these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Catch it. Oh, y'all got to catch this one right here. He said, what else am I lacking? Now, now, that's interesting to me that he recognized he was still lacking something. Here he is. Young rich ruler. He has it all. He's young. Me, he's probably fit. Got himself together. <laughs> He's rich. He's got money, so money ain't an issue. He's a ruler, which means he has position. He has an authority. He has a, 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 an authority position. Guess what else? He was religious because he kept all the rules. Because religion going to have you keeping the rules. They're going to have you doing the do. He was religious, but now he had all of those things and here he is saying, what? I'm still lacking something. Which means you can have all the money in the world and still lacking. You can have authority and position and can still be 
lacking. You can be strong and healthy body and still be lacking. And he said, what else am I lacking? Because I got all that. He, he, said, he said, look, the world is seeking. Everything that the world is seeking for, this young man has it. He's young. <clears throat> he's rich. He's got authority. What is the world looking at? What, what, what are the things that most, that most people in the world are looking for? They're looking to be healthy, good in their body. <laughs> they, they need some money. Got to get... You gotta get that money. And they want what? Power, authority, opposition. And here is this one man. He got everything that folks in the world is looking for. He got it all. And then he said, What else? I'm still lacking something though. I'm still, I'm still something I'm still missing. Catch this? Catch this? He said, I do all these things. I've kept these from my youth and up to this point. What like I yet? Jesus said unto him, if thou wilt be perfect. Uh-oh, here we go. He said, if you want to be perfect. Now, that word perfect don't mean perfect in person, like you do everything right. Really, that word perfect just means mature. He said, oh, you want to be mature in this thing? He said, watch this, watch this. He said, go. <laughs> Sell that that thou hast. Give it to the poor. And thou shalt have treasures in heaven and come and follow me. Go, sell what you have, give it to the poor. You're going you're gonna to store up with treasures in heaven. Come, be a part of my team. Mm. Next verse. But when the young man heard that, saying he went away sorrowful, for he had, look what it says, great possessions. He turned and walked away. And then watch what Jesus says unto his disciples. Verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. Do you know what Jesus said? He says hard for a rich man to be a part of my kingdom. <laughs> He said, folks that got money, oh, it's hard. It's hard for them. To be a part of my kingdom is hard. Catch, catch the next piece. He said, and again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter to the kingdom of heaven. Look at this. When the disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, well, how in the world are you going to be saved? How, how can you be saved then? Catch it. Jesus beheld and said unto them, with man, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Now catch it, catch it. He said, I've done this from a youth. I've done this. I, 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 I followed, I, I don't do any, I, I, got, I got those notes, but he said, I'm still lacking something. I got everything. I'm still lacking something. He said, all right, you want to be mature? You want to be a mature Christian? You want to be mature? All right, do this. Go sell the things you have. Give it to the poor. Catch it. He said, go sell what you have. Give it to the poor. And thou shalt have treasures in heaven. And then he said, what? And then come and what? Follow me. And the Bible says he turned and was sad because he had great possessions. And then Jesus said, it's hard for a man 
to enter into the kingdom of heaven. He says it's easier for a camel to get through a needle than for a man, a rich man, a wealthy man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And when you think about that, now, when he's talking about a camel entering through the needle, he's not talking about like a needle you sew through. Okay, hallelujah. I talked about this some years ago. In the gate, they're called, there's needles when you go to, in Jerusalem, certain, certain, there's, there's what they call a needle hole where a camel has to, at night, because the gates lock at night for safety and protection. But there are little holes that they allow for late night travelers to come in and then it's, it's real tight. Just barely a human can get through, but a, a, a camel would have to squeeze through. Right. But now watch this. For the camel to squeeze through, you would have to strip him of everything. The camel will be carrying the goods and carrying the, the, the flour and carrying the money and it got all this stuff humped over. Him. But when you get to this needle for him to get through, he would have to be stripped of everything for him to be able to be pulled. Through. Oh, God, are y'all catching this for him to be able to be pulled through to be able to get into the to the kingdom, to the to that area that he's trying to go. He would have to strip him. And here is father, the father saying, you want to be mature, then you have to strip yourself of the things you think you own. <laughs> you think you own, but everything you own belong to me. See, we can't really call him Lord if we think we have ownership. Because when you say the Lord, you're saying the owner, the controller. When you call him Lord, you're saying you own everything concerning me. Oh God, are y'all catching this? And he's saying, look, well, what else do I need to do, Greg? What else do I need to do? Catch it. He said, sell it all. Because if I'm going to be your Lord, I own it. So let me see if you think I'm your Lord. Give it away. And then what? Come follow me. And as you follow me, you're going to store up in heaven. You're going to make an account in heaven that you'll be able to withdraw and have access to down here in the earth. <laughs> and the Bible said he went away sad when the Lord was trying to give him something way more than he thought he had. Matter of fact, that that he thought he had belonged to him anyway. Because the earth is the Lord's. Oh God, I got to catch this. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Which means everything down here belong to him. Even them little resources you think you have now belong to him. And he said, you want to be a mature Christian? Let it all go. Let me test you. Let it all go. Come follow me. Oh, I've been working for this. This is this. I was inherited this through the family. He said, let it go for me. Now, he was not asking him to let it go because he needed it. <laughs> he was asking him to let it go to test him in ownership. You just bought them shoes. You just got that money. You just went shopping and got the whole wardrobe and you get home with it and he said, give it away. What? I gotta, yeah, I, I just got it. Can I wear it at least one time? Can I, one time? 
Give it away. It ain't that he's asking you to give it away because he needs it. Because he needs nothing from us because he already owns it all. He's testing ownership. Do you think you own it? You think you own it? <laughs> it was ownership that he was testing. This man had it all, but he lacked in an area. He thought he owned it. And you cannot call him Lord thinking you own anything. There is no such thing as private ownership in this kingdom. No such thing. You own nothing in this kingdom. And here he is sad. He went away and he says, hard. Jesus, the father, he says, it's hard for somebody that got some money. You, that little bit of money you think you got, it's hard for you. Because guess what? You know why? Because you think it belonged to you. You think your check belonged to you. Your check don't belong to you. You think you own that job making all that money for you? <laughs> he, gave you he gave me the promotions he gave me. What for me? He gave me the promotions to be a blessing to others. Because you're going to come across some other people that's going to need. And I'm going to need you in a position to bless them. See, this is why people get it twisted when, we, when, when folks get to talking about God going to make you rich and God going to give you money. And they think it's about them. God ain't making me rich. He ain't going to make me wealthy for me. He making me wealthy so, his, so that funnel can roll through me to what? To others. That's why I say I, I'm a, I have some houses I'm going to have to buy. I got cars I got to buy. I got buildings I got to pay off. I got folks in other countries and, and internationally that I'm going to have to pay for. I'm going to have to send money to. And for me to do that, he's got to fund it. And it can't be about me. I own nothing. It all belongs to him. And he will make you a millionaire as long as he knows you ain't looking at it for yourself. He don't care about you being no millionaire. He don't care about you being no billionaire. That is penance to him. He just doesn't want you to claim ownership. Because once you claim ownership, guess what you do? You clench it and now it's mine. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. He say, send it to them. And you looking at their life and don't look like they're struggling. They got money over there. And he say, send it to them. Do you claim ownership? Are you claiming independency? Self-check. If you are, if you check yourself and you are, simply renounce it today. When you get home in your private time, you say, that is me. I renounce independency. I renounce ownership today. I no longer own anything. I no longer claim independency in my life. Lord, your will moving forward. Have your way. Show me which way we going, King. That's too simple. That's too easy. And then he say, good. You blind up? Now I can start adding what I want to add to all your lives. But you first got to get past independency and thinking you own it. Are y'all with me on this making sense? The disciples say, how are we going to be saved? If, it, if it's hard for the rich, how are you going to be saved? He said, with man, it's impossible. But with me, all things are possible. He wants to be the, 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 the tap that you connected to that he can funnel his stuff through. And he wanted to come through you, not stop with you. He don't need 
nothing from you. He just wanted to be flowing through you. He wanted the finances to flow through you. He wanted to come through you so he'll bless you for you can be a blessing. Let me tell y'all something. I've been, I've, been, I've been buying into this, y'all. My stuff done went up. I go out now. We go out to eat. My tip done went up. I saw, I see somebody, they need, I give it. I don't even question it. I just give it. If I got it, if it's a $50 bill in my wallet, I hand it and I hand it to him with a joy. I know the Lord, he made me give a man a $100 bill one time. I didn't question it. He made me turn around. I rolled past him. I was riding up to him and he started dealing with me in my heart. And I was like, y'all know a $100 bill? Hallelujah. A hundred? Do I got something smaller? Hold on now. I got, I got, I had some fives. I had some ten, but I had that hundred dollar. I used to try to keep a hundred dollar. And he, I, I, he was like, give him the hundred. I was like, the hundred? The, the hundred, Lord? Jesus? I went past him. I went, I did, I did. I'm gonna tell you on myself. I went past him. I rolled right past him. Like I ain't even here the Lord. I rolled right past him. I got across that street and he started doing, he said, boy, if you don't turn around, I say, Lord, I went back. I went back. I went back. And just so happened when I got to the light, because he was standing at the light, the light, the light called me. Stop right there, the light. I wished in my wallet. I said, I said, how you doing? I let my one know. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I said, well, I said, look like he had a thing, say he's looking for a bus ticket, trying to get back, blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, I said, you trying to get back? He said, yeah, man, I'm trying to get to Miami, man. I just need to get a bus ticket to get to Miami, and I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm getting up out of here. I said, okay. I said, well, look, this should help you right here. So he grabbed it. He said, all right, thank you. I appreciate it. And he turned, and when he turned, he did this. And he said, oh. He came back. He said, you serious? I said, well, brother, I didn't gave it to you. I better be serious. I, I better have made my mind up about it rather than I didn't gave it to you. He said, oh, my God, I thank you. I greatly, I said, I said, would that be enough to get your ticket? He said, oh, yes, yes, this is a, this will get my ticket. I appreciate you. I said, what's your name, man? He said, my name, Omar. I said, your name what? My name, Omar. I started laughing. I said, see, this ain't no coincidence. I said, my name, Omar. He said, for real? I said, you the first Omar, I've actually met on the street. I went to school. I had went to school with a guy whose name was Omar, but just meeting somebody randomly on the street and they named your name. I said, you're the first one I done met on the street. I said, well, Omar, it was a pleasure meeting you. May God bless you. And you have a safe trip getting back to Miami. And then right there, my light turned green and I pulled off. And man, when I tell you, my tongues went to rolling. I bet the heavens was happy like this. That boy did it. He did it. He passed the test. Lord Jesus. And let me tell you something. He'll do that in every area. But now that I've been understanding even the more about this kingdom, I'm buying in, y'all. It ain't mine. It ain't my, if I got it in my wallet, nah, take this, take this $20, take this $50. Take this $50. I'm part of a kingdom. It'll be access back. He just want to funnel it through. He want to funnel it through you. Let him funnel it through you. Let him give it through you. Let him bless through you. Are y'all seeing this? I don't own nothing. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't claiming independence. Oh, nothing. It all belongs to him in Jesus' name. Y'all think I can do this? I know you can do it. You just got to make the decision to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Get a Lord a hand. I, Pastor Omar Ellison, Lady Ellison, and the Salt and Light family would like to thank you for joining us in today's broadcast. 
You can visit us at 1350 East Mayhan Drive, which our service times are every Sunday at 12 noon and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. You can also visit us at Facebook and YouTube at Salt and Light Covenant Church or visit us at our website at saltandlightcovenant.com. We thank you again, and until next time, you be blessed.